the Lake of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Nathan Bechtold, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, October 18th. Two serious accidents involving local teenagers at the lake last weekend. A teen was killed Friday in a crash on Missouri Highway 135. 16-year-old Caleb Broderson's Honda Civic crossed the center of the road, collided head-on with a Ford F-350. Broderson was pronounced on the scene and transported to Scrivener Morrow Funeral Home. Broderson was a sophomore at the Morgan County R1 School District, and the district asked for prayers for the family in a public statement. A Rocky Mount teen was seriously hurt in the early hours of Saturday in a crash on Highway Z. 18-year-old Gavin Cadwallader was driving when the vehicle went off the side of the road. It hit a fence and utility pole before overturning several times in a field. A 16-year-old girl and 20-year-old Nicholas Doherty, both of Rocky Mount, had serious injuries. The girl was transported by MU Air to University Hospital. Cadwallader was arrested on potential charges of DWI and possession of a controlled substance. And the Missouri Department of Conservation wants to buy your tree seeds. The department is hoping to buy seeds from the public for a variety of species, including dogwood, redbud, hazelnut, and a variety of oaks, more than 30 species in all. The department says to call ahead to be sure there's still a need for the seed that you plan to bring in. More information about seed types and the price per pound at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Baseball playoffs got rained out last night, so the Yankees and Cleveland will play their deciding game five today. Weather permitting, of course, the winner of that game will advance to the American League Championship Series against Houston. National League Championship Series gets underway today. Phillies and Padres. Two upset teams. The Phillies knocked off the Braves, and the Padres beat the mighty Dodgers in the last round to advance. So they're getting closer to that World Series. Last night's Monday night game saw San Diego with a win over the Broncos. With that win, the Chargers now tied with the Chiefs for first place in the AFC West. Chiefs coming off that loss to the Bills on Sunday. Next week, it is on the road as uh, Kansas City will be busy in San Francisco with the 49ers. High school football, Camdenton goes for a perfect season on Friday night, regular season that is. Coming off that win over Lebanon, they are home to Glendale. You can see that game on Lake TV. Pre-game, the COMC pre-game show at 6.30, the kickoff at 7. Again, Camdenton home to Glendale Friday night 
on Lake TV. Osage goes for six wins in a row as uh, they'll be home to Versailles. Eldon will be at Boonville and, of course, Versailles, as we mentioned, at Osage. St. Louis Blues opened the season with a win last weekend. They will be on the road tomorrow to uh, play in Seattle. College football, Georgia still number one, Ohio State's two. Tennessee moves up to three after knocking off Alabama. Michigan's four, Clemson's five, Alabama now sitting at six. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can check him out every day on Lake TV, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local Lake Area shows. They're all greatness. And don't forget to watch Uncle Chris. Top of the hour almost every hour. He's got a lot of good stuff for you. That's Lake TV, and you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. You can also watch it free on Roku, on your Amazon Fire Stick, and streaming live all the time on your computer at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3, The Key.
thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. Well, here we go. It is 8.08. Ooh, baby. A little on the chilly side this morning. As we begin the program, the Daily Show, broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. We will tell you that uh, we are 30 degrees in Osage Beach and 28 degrees being reported in Camden as of right now. 48 the expected high with plenty of sunshine clear and 23 the low for tonight. That freeze warning in effect until about 10 o'clock this morning. I think it's probably going to remain in effect or go back into effect. Um, it says here freeze warning remains in effect until uh, 10 o'clock this morning. And we'll probably have uh, more of that uh, <laughs> as we uh, get into uh, tonight and into the wee, wee hours tomorrow morning with an overnight low expected to be around 23 degrees. What else do we have on the uh, weather docket? Well, tomorrow, a high of 53 with a mostly sunny sky and a low of 35. Sunny and 71 on Thursday. And it looks like sunny and 81 on Friday. Good morning, Delta. How in the world are you? Hope you're doing well today. <laughs> and we'll say uh, good morning to Patty as well. Sunny and 81 on Saturday, partly cloudy and 81 on Sunday, and then maybe some rain to start the new week. Got a about a 50-plus chance of some showers on Monday and about the same on Tuesday of next week. Temps, uh, essentially, that we're going to be a little bit warmer have again been adjusted, 73 the high for next Monday and 66 the high on Tuesday of next week. 810 is our time, current lake level at 656.82, river level at 551.59, and the surface water temp, well, it's at 68 degrees. As we welcome all of you listening this morning on 89.3, as well as... Uh, KeyRadio.Live, the free apps for your phone, for your Android, for your iPhone. And, yes, we are also enduring, uh, enjoying the uh, <laughs> live cam here this morning. The uh, SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live cam. And good morning to Bobby. Good morning to David. And good morning to all of you who are uh, going to be tuning in, I hope, uh, this morning. Chris Coulter will be on the program at 940. You know Chris now, probably, uh, well, his days with Deerbergs. And good morning to you, Joe. Uh, and he is working at Nick's True Value Hardware, which is right off of Highway 54 on KK as you head toward the Osage Beach Parkway. Stopped in there not too terribly long ago and picked up some items, and they have a nice selection, and they have a lot of very helpful folks over there. We're going to talk uh, Fall Festival with Chris this morning. And we can talk about a number of things. I, I got a really cool book. It says, Be Happy. Remember to live, love, laugh, and learn. And that uh, essentially is what uh, I think a lot of us need to try and do to the best of our ability. But I thought uh, it was uh, kind of neat. I received this book as a, a gift basket, part of a gift basket that... Uh, was given to me on Saturday night by the folks at the Medical Missions for Christ. And uh, it was a nice little gift that they gave me, uh, this basket made up of some goodies, some cookies from that uh, great little cookie store on the square there in Camdenton. 
and some other goodies. But this book was in there, and it's just uh, little quotes. For example, William Shakespeare said, you must take a chance or take your chance. And uh, also, uh, Pat Mitchell, everyone needs and deserves love and happiness. Let's not wait until we're perfect to go out and find it. Ralph Waldo, em- uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, do not be timid and squeamish about your actions. All life is an experience. Well, I think so. And uh, Bertrand Russell, of all the forms of caution, caution in love is perhaps the most fatal to true happiness. So some cool little quotes there. I'll probably be reading some things from the book now and again. And you might take uh, some of that to heart. Well, thank you, thank you for uh, tuning in this morning. Hello, Megan, Megan Pineda from Twisted Tony's. We had the chance to go over to Twisted Tony's uh, a while back and uh, shoot a feature for Lake TV, which uh, aired here uh, recently, which is airing now on the show. And they made that delicious sandwich they have called the Cubano with the uh, smoked pulled pork, the cherrywood smoked ham, pickles, provolone cheese, mustard on that uh, delicious bread. And then, of course, we were there to experience the piece de resistance, as they say, (laughs) the jalapeno bacon jam that they make in-house. And uh, Twisted Tony himself helped us make that. We watched. We had to open all the doors and windows in the place (laughs) because uh, I I got over there near the uh, stove where they were making it and uh, got a snootful. And then, you know, you take onions and garlic and jalapenos and start cooking them down. And it's it's almost like when you reduce red wine vinegar, you have to open up the house. Because if you don't, the aroma, which is wonderful, could possibly cause you to pass out. <laughs> it is certainly a lot of fun. And they have some great sandwiches there. And then they've got uh, almost Twisted Tony's on the uh, Bagnell Dam Strip inside of Marty Bird's. So thank you uh, to the folks for allowing us the opportunity. And, of course, uh, What's Burning over on Lake TV. It airs at uh, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 p.m., and 11.02 p.m. And this week we are going to feature my good friend who we had on the program yesterday, Mr. Dan Wass. We'll be talking about those gun-free zones again. Also, Mike Clayton will join me, my radio brother from Another Mother. He will be in to talk about Wonderland Camp and some things that they've got coming up. And we'll take a look at the year that was 2022. We'll also have an edition of Furry Friends and probably uh, some news and views for you on the program. So... Check it out, along with all of the other great programming they have on Lake TV, the Community Spotlight with Chris Schneider, a cup of coffee, which they will uh, film a new episode of that today with William Holtz and Chris Schneider. And then uh, a lot of uh, great things like uh, high school football. And my friends from Lake TV were out there, along with the uh, crew from 93.5 as we were Filming that uh, awesome game between Lebanon and Camdenton. The Lakers again, 45-28 winners over Lebanon. And uh, Bear Shore was named the uh, Player of the Week. He uh, 
once again demonstrated why he is QB1 uh, with his ability to throw the long ball and his ability to be fast on his feet. So congratulations, Bear Shore, on being named the High School Football Player of the Week. Wanted to let folks know that uh, we had uh, Brendan McKernan in uh, on uh, the program last Thursday with the uh, Junior ROTC at Camptonton, and we hope to be able to go out and uh, film a feature with them as well because they are an amazing group of young people that uh, have decided that they uh, might want to pursue a military career. But this uh, program that they have at Camdenton, which you, you you have to get in line for this program. It's not just something that you start because I believe it is uh, funded by the United States Army. But this program is uh, something pretty cool, and these kids really enjoy being a part of it. And uh, a lot of times, uh, especially home football games, they have the presentation of the colors, and it takes a lot. And then these uh, these kids don't just do things around uh, the high school. They uh, travel and they compete, and uh, really a fun bunch. But um, teaches these kids uh, discipline and respect and character, all things that uh, I think we could use a little bit more of from kids in this day and age. And that's what they said about us, right, when we were kids. You could use a little bit more discipline in your life, a little bit more respect, and it will add to your character. So, yes, indeed. Wanted to let you know that uh, coming up on the show today, or actually some of the other program we've got lined up uh, for you, the programming we've got lined up here on Key Radio, includes uh, John Williams and the Missouri Liberty Report. And John is a pretty unique individual. I hope to get him back on the program again soon to talk about uh, things that he is doing. And he kind of keeps an eye on what's happening in Jefferson City. Money for the rest of us, the counterculture mom. And uh, Key Ozarks, what makes sense. Some of these are 30-minute programs. Some of them are 60-second or 60-minute programs, rather. And we are always looking for local content providers. If you are someone who would like to supply us with some local content, we'd love to have your content on Key Radio. Simple to do. You can contact Bill Mundhausen, and Bill will be happy to tell you just exactly what you need to do. I believe uh, we're going to get uh, some uh, folks coming on. I did talk about the uh, loaded mic program with Dan Wass. My, uh, my, my old high school buddy, Eric Weathersby, from St. Louis has got a program that uh, he's going to be adding in November. And uh, uh, a local person, Laura Martin, her and her husband Steve, have that uh, clinic over there, uh, kind of like a, uh, what do they call that, uh, urgent care clinic, the urgent care clinic that's there in the uh, Camdenton area right there on the square. Laura is going to be a contributor to uh, Key Radio in the future as well, so looking forward to all of those folks coming on board. So one of the things I noticed we were uh, talking about and have been talking about with uh, different folks, Ron Calzone, Bev Allen, Ike Skelton, uh, some of these uh, questions, why is Missouri's 2022 election ballot asking about a constitutional convention? And uh, this is actually a uh, an article 
from uh, stlpublicradio.org. And it says, toward the bottom of the November 8th ballot, Missourians will find a question asking whether they would like to call a convention to amend the state's constitution. Thanks to a state law, that question must be asked every 20 years. But what exactly is a state constitutional convention and why would Missourians vote for it? They haven't in the past, since 1962, constitutional convention invitations on statewide ballots have been turned down every two decades. In the last vote in 20, uh, 2002, rather, 65% of voters said no. Since the question has been asked, Missourians have never voted to hold a constitutional convention. Unlike other ballot questions, the invitation to a constitutional convention doesn't require a citizen's initiative petition or a vote of the legislature. Still, the state hasn't actually held a convention since the 1940s. Voters in New Hampshire and Alaska will also be voting on a state constitutional convention this November. In total, 44 states have laws that dictate how a constitutional convention can be called. If the... uh, Majority of voters cast a yes vote. In Missouri, Governor Mike Parson would call for an election of delegates to be sent to the state constitutional convention. Members of the legislature, the governor, and most government officials would not be allowed to be delegates. Instead, local parties would nominate one delegate from each state Senate district, and the two top vote-getters, presumably a Republican and a Democrat, would serve as delegates. Fifteen nonpartisan delegates would also be selected. At the convention held as the result of a 1942 vote, 41 delegates were, uh, were lawyers, 26 were from large metro areas, seven were farmers, and six were newspaper publishers or editors, according to a 2018 essay on the convention published by the Show Me Institute. Robin Kuhlman, an associate professor of political science at the University of Central Missouri, said the nomination process could get muddled by outside influence. There may be a lot of worry due to the undue influence of groups and a political process, Kuhlman said on a podcast called Democracy on the Move. As we've seen during primaries, it's questionable As to how much influence party leaders really have these days, sometimes we can see these ideological differences and have extreme individuals emerge without the backing of the political parties because a lot of of it has to do with, of course, the groups that are supporting those individuals. Goes on to say that uh, there would be few rules for how the convention would be held other than that amendments would pass by a majority vote. Delegates would be able to propose as many amendments as they'd like, but they would only make it into the Constitution after voters give another round of approvals to the possible changes. Why go for a constitutional convention this year? This year's ballot measure has generated little notice, although a small effort dubbed Say Yes to Democracy, led by grassroots activists in the state, is campaigning In support of a yes vote on the measure, the group has not yet been required to file a campaign finance report. Some Democrats around the state support the measure and cite recent decisions by lawmakers such as the state's near-total ban on abortion to justify a constitutional convention. Others point to the length of the state constitution, the amount of times it has been amended, and the outdated nature of some of its provisions as 
a rationale for an update. There's a variety of amendments that no longer apply and provisions that no longer apply either. One being, of course, dividing marriage between a man and a woman that's still in it. There's other regulations such as regulating bingo, Kuhlman said. According to the National Conference of State Legislatures, Missouri has the fifth longest constitution of all the U.S. states following Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. It has nearly 65,500 words compared to the U.S. Constitution's roughly 7,600 words. Missouri's fourth and current constitution was adopted in 1945 after the last convention took place and has been amended at least 119 times and includes recent measures like the legalization of medical marijuana and expansion of Medicaid, both of which were added as the result of voter initiatives. Changes passed by voters as the result of a constitutional convention would be veto-proof, meaning the legislature or the governor could not remove or alter them. Some supporters of the convention question also, uh, they point to proposed changes to the initiative petition process that were introduced by lawmakers in recent legislative sessions. The proposed changes, which so far haven't become law, would increase the threshold of initial voter support required for a question to qualify for the ballot. Supporters of a yes vote say the convention would present an opportunity to amend state statute to do things like reinstate access to abortion, but they also see the opportunity for the process to go awry, especially given the partisan divide that dominates policymaking in Missouri. The elephant in the room right now, and which has been uh, for the past 10 years, of course, is the extreme political polarization that's occurred. Unfortunately, we're in a period of time in which there's no room to agree to disagree and move forward. If you do have a constitutional convention with these types of hard lines drawn on both sides of the aisle, you really question whether or not it can actually get done. We've talked about constitutional conventions uh, on the state and federal level. But again, I think uh, a lot of people don't necessarily want something like this to happen because of the changes that could be made. Now, some people say, Uh, We feel there is a need for a constitutional convention, and sure, maybe uh, those people have a legitimate uh, concern or a legitimate uh, uh, reason for what they want to do. But you have to think about this, folks. You get a bunch of people together, you start uh, altering the Constitution, and uh, certain things could happen that uh, some people are in favor of and uh, maybe a lot of people aren't in favor of. So what do you really want to do? But that is one of those things that must be presented on the ballot for the general election on November the 8th, among other things that we've talked about. Certainly one of the uh, issues is legalizing recreational marijuana, Amendment 3. And uh, some people are concerned about that. Certainly they are for a variety of reasons. One of the interesting questions about this, and something we'll address on the other side of the break, if Missouri legalizes marijuana, would there be a legal limit to driving like alcohol? Because you are considered under the influence or intoxicated if you are pulled over 
submit to a breathalyzer test and blow a point zero eight. That is considered, uh, I believe, under the influence. So would there be something like that that um, pertains to recreational marijuana? We shall see. We shall see. Also, another story that uh, we're going to delve into this morning, and that is talk of uh, some of the oil reserves being released. The Biden administration says it wants to release, uh, and, and I've heard a variety of different numbers, 10 million, 14 million barrels, something like that. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, they are required to release X amount of barrels every year. And this is kind of coming at a time when gas prices are high. So would it make a difference and would it influence uh, the votes for certain candidates? A lot of people seem to think that is certainly the case. We can talk about all of it this morning at 573-633-5395. If you have a question, if you have a comment, if you've got something on your mind, if you would like to uh, holler at us, you can also do that on board here with the... uh, You can do that with the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live cam. Matthew says, I think it would be hard to test that. However, like an open container, a lit joint should be a fine. If you're driving down the road, smoking a joint. (laughs) This does, you know, the legalization of recreational marijuana, if it were to happen, really uh, puts a whole new spin on things for law enforcement. Hey, folks, stick around. We have got lots coming your way this morning, including your phone calls. If you're so inclined, jump on board and make your voices heard. This is Community Radio, KEYK, and you are listening to The Daily Show. I'm Nathan Bechtold, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, October 18th. Two serious accidents involving local teenagers at the lake last weekend. A teen was killed Friday in a crash on Missouri Highway 135. 16-year-old Caleb Broderson's Honda Civic crossed the center of the road, collided head-on with a Ford F-350. Broderson was pronounced on the scene and transported to Scrivener Morrow Funeral Home. Broderson was a sophomore at the Morgan County R1 School District, and the district asked for prayers for the family in a public statement. A Rocky Mount teen was seriously hurt in the early hours of Saturday in a crash on Highway Z. 18-year-old Gavin Cadwallader was driving when the vehicle went off the side of the road. It hit a fence and utility pole before overturning several times in a field. A 16-year-old girl and 20-year-old Nicholas Doherty, both of Rocky Mount, had serious injuries. The girl was transported by MU Air to University Hospital. Cadwallader was arrested on potential charges of DWI and possession of a controlled substance. And the Missouri Department of Conservation wants to buy your tree seeds. The department is hoping to buy seeds from the public for a variety of species, including dogwood, redbud, hazelnut, and a variety of oaks, more than 30 species in all. The department says to call ahead to be sure there's still a need for the seed that you plan to bring in. More information about seed types and the price per pound at lakeexpo.com.
This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. lakeexpo.com. Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Baseball playoffs got rained out last night, so the Yankees in Cleveland will play their deciding game five today. Weather permitting, of course, the winner of that game will advance to the American League Championship Series against Houston. National League Championship Series gets underway today. Phillies and Padres, two upset teams. The Phillies knocked off the Braves, and the Padres beat the mighty Dodgers in the last round to advance so they're getting closer to that world series last night's monday night game saw san diego with a win over the broncos with that win the chargers now tied with the chiefs for first place in the afc west chiefs coming off that loss to the bills on sunday next week it is on the road as uh, Kansas City will be busy in San Francisco with the 49ers. High school football, Camdenton goes for a perfect season on Friday night, regular season that is. Coming off that win over Lebanon, they are home to Glendale. You can see that game on Lake TV. Pre-game, the COMC pre-game show at 6.30, the kickoff at 7. Again, Camdenton home to Glendale Friday night on Lake TV. Osage goes for six wins in a row as uh, they'll be home to Versailles. Eldon will be at Boonville and of course Versailles as we mentioned at Osage. St. Louis Blues opened the season with a win last weekend. They will be on the road tomorrow to uh, play in Seattle. College football, Georgia still number one, Ohio State's two. Tennessee moves up to three after knocking off Alabama. Michigan's four, Clemson's five, Alabama now sitting at six. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can check him out every day on Lake TV, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. They're all greatness. And don't forget to watch Uncle Chris. Top of the hour almost every hour. He's got a lot of good stuff for you. That's Lake TV. And you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. You can also watch it free on Roku, on your Amazon Fire Stick, and streaming live all the time on your computer at mylaketv.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. This is Happy Headlines. I'm the host, David Beach, bringing you heartwarming stories and good news to help you through your day, even in odd, bizarre times like these. Here's today's story. He's eight months old. He ran a marathon and helped donate thousands of books to kids. Okay, so it took two and a half weeks to finish the marathon, 
but he's only eight months old. His stride isn't very long, and he couldn't run alone. He had to run with his family several times a day. It was all done for the London Children's Book Project and the At the Bus Art Charity. Both organizations are putting together bundles of books and creative resources that will be handed out to thousands of young people in the Oxfordshire area. The Wood family walked several miles every day. The Woods family knew that children in disadvantaged areas are being badly hit by the pandemic and they can't go to school and haven't got devices to learn online. They need to get these bundles to kids who wouldn't otherwise be able to access books. So they walked. Jim and Arabella Wood and Bandit. Bandit is the eight-month-old, and he's a ferret. Their effort began on what should have been the day of the London Marathon as part of the 2.6 challenge for UK citizens to run 2.6 miles for charity. But when Bandit showed no signs of tiring, the family decided to go the full 26.2 miles. His Just Giving crowdfunding campaign managed to raise roughly $2,700, which is expected to help distribute more than 12,000 books to low-income homes. It's good to be doing something to help, which also makes people smile, Jim said, and apparently is slightly concerned that Bandit will think that this is the new normal and they'll have to do this every day. Even ferrets doing their part. We're all in this together. That is a happy headline. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, you can check us out on Facebook, too. Search for Happy Headlines with David Beach, and you can find out about stories that we couldn't fit onto this podcast. And you can also be in touch. I'd love to hear from you. I'm David Beach. I'm the host. This is Happy Headlines. Stay happy, stay healthy, and find a way to make someone's day. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos, know how to create a healthy media diet for your family, and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. This is your chance to get involved in community radio, Lake of the Ozarks, with 89.3, The Key. All right, it is 8.38, and we welcome you back to The Daily Show. Chris Coulter, my guest, in about an hour. We'll talk to him about the upcoming fall festival on the program tomorrow. We will hear from our good friends Ike Skelton and Professor Jim Paisley. And if you give me just a second here, I can uh, pull up the information as to what the good professor, the true history professor, will be talking about as part of the program tomorrow. He's always got interesting stuff to bring to the table, and he gets suggestions from a lot of people. And you could be one of the people offering up those suggestions as well. As a matter of fact, this is what uh, he's going to be talking about. Renaming our military bases in an effort to keep from offending the woke crowd. Will it really make a difference? Were names like uh, Fort Benning and Fort Bragg and Fort Hood offensive to you? With all that is happening in the world right now, is this what our military leaders should be focused on? So tune in tomorrow morning at 9:10 and find out. Should be a good show. It will definitely be a good show. As the good professor heads up what is happening with uh, history and how it relates to today's events, events going on today. 
So uh, you probably woke up this morning and thought, what in the world is going on with the temperature? Well, we're going to get those temperatures probably uh, a lot more in the coming days and weeks. Freeze warning in effect until about 10 o'clock this morning. I would say if you didn't bring it in last night or maybe you brought it in over the weekend, uh, I don't know if it's completely and totally damaged, but there might be a little damage to uh, that particular plant. 32 degrees now in Osage Beach, 30 in Camdenton, 48 the high today with lots of sunshine, clear in 23 tonight. So I would imagine uh, it's probably a good idea to just uh, bring it in and keep it in for the next uh, few days. 53 the high tomorrow with sunshine and a low of 35. Sunny and 71 on Thursday. Sunny and 81 on Friday. Mostly sunny and 81 on Saturday. Partly cloudy and 81 on Sunday. And then, um, as I said, maybe a little rain on Monday and Tuesday of next week. Still sitting at about a 50-plus chance for showers Mainly in the afternoon and evening on Monday with a high of 73. Showers next Tuesday and a high of about 66. And then we'll see uh, low to mid-60s for the rest of next week and into the weekend. So that fall weather is definitely here to stay. And that's good news. I I actually saw someone that uh, posted uh, posted a picture of snow. They thought, well, hey, maybe snow would be something fun and exciting to uh, to enjoy <laughs> at this point. I don't know that any of us are ready for snow just yet, but it is snowing in certain parts of the country. Caller, good morning. You are on The Daily Show. What's up? Let me uh, make a quick adjustment there. You should be good now. Hello. Hello. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you just fine, sir. I just had breakfast with your illustrious guest for tomorrow, the uh, Professor Jim Paisley, uh-huh. and he revealed he. We talked over the subject that he's going to be covering tomorrow, and uh, boy, is that going to be interesting as far as the hypocrisy that the liberal socialists uh, and their, uh, their news media are talking about it. Uh, it ought to be exciting. I won't reveal the, uh, the context of the whole thing, but it, it ought to be fun. Well, I think you're absolutely right. Um, renaming everything, you know, and, and that kind of goes back to when we started uh, talking about tearing down statues and renaming schools and other, uh, uh, you know, state and federal buildings because we might upset somebody. We might, uh, Get uh, get somebody's panties in a wad, as they say. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's fun watching the hypocrisy of them. I I like to tune into the enemy camp. I think it's more important to hear what they have to say than uh, when we're all just what they call a preaching to the choir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it should it should be fun. Well, I appreciate- well, listen, buddy. You oh, you have yourself a wonderful day. And I will do my best, and uh, you do the same. It's good to hear from you this morning. Will do. Take care. Bye. Bye now. 843. Looking forward to getting together with you, by the way. Thank you for the opportunity. I got the invite to to come over and uh, break bread, and uh, we're looking forward to doing that. We certainly are hanging out with you and Miss Sharon and 
uh, finding out what's new and exciting. Just talking a little bit and hearing some uh, some interesting stories along the way as well. 8.43 is our time again, 573-633-5395, the key radio community hotline. I think I fixed the mic problem. Thank you for the heads up there. Sometimes I just get so excited. <laughs> I just get so excited. Excited in the morning to uh, be able to share information with you. 8.44 is our time. So uh, one of the things that I saw was uh, whether or not there will be a, uh, I, I guess a, uh, I don't know if it would be a number. I don't know if it, how you would, how you would gauge this, but it says if Missouri legalizes marijuana, recreational marijuana, would there be a legal limit to driving like alcohol? And uh, this is from MSN.com. Actually, the uh, Kansas City Star, uh, it says, if Missouri votes yes on Amendment 3 to legalize recreational marijuana in November, driving while impaired will still be illegal. A few readers asked us about how police will enforce this on the road if the drug is legalized. Reader Tricia Crowder works with families in Jackson County as a special court uh, court special advocate and said she's seen firsthand how driving under the influence has impacted families in Missouri. Crowder asked the star if recreational marijuana legalization will include a legal limit for how much marijuana a person can consume and still drive similar to the 0.08% blood alcohol limit imposed on drinkers. How do we kind of draw those healthy limits ar- around recreational use? Crowder asked. It becomes a question of, is the mere presence of marijuana okay, or is there going to be a limit to that substance in the body where we say, hey, this is too much, this is bordering on abuse? Local defense lawyers and proponents of Amendment 3 agree that the laws that are already enforced around driving while impaired will not change, but there are still questions Uh, questions out there about what that would mean in practice. Here's a breakdown of what you need to know so far about how legalization might affect laws around driving under the influence. It goes on to say, what is the difference between a DUI and a DWI when someone drives after drinking or using marijuana? You will probably hear, the term DUI or DWI, which stands for driving under the influence and drinking while impaired. In Missouri, they are technically the same charge and often used interchangeably. You might also hear DUID, which stands for driving under the influence of drugs. How will law enforcement determine how much weed is in your system? According to St. Louis-based law firm, David uh, Nauman and Associates, Missouri law doesn't specify a certain level of impairment for DUIDs when someone is pulled over because they are suspected of driving under the influence of drugs. The police officer will do a set of tests to see if the driver is impaired. The officer can request that a drug recognition expert come to the scene and screen the driver to get an expert opinion. However, There is no level of exposure that is being tested. People are arrested if they are found to be impaired and unable to drive safely. 
So what is considered impaired? If you feel different, you drive different, said Corey Carlisle, a sergeant with the Kansas City Police Department. The key to determining whether someone is impaired is whether they are able to effectively use all of their senses to operate the vehicle, said Greg Watt, a defense attorney specializing in marijuana charges. For example, if someone takes a drug that impairs their vision, they will have lost their ability to safely operate a car, even if they feel fairly functional. It could be one very acute area. Um... Uh, one acute area of human of the human condition, or it may be a combination thereof, but being able to safely operate a vehicle takes both physical and cognitive functioning to a certain degree of success in order to properly maneuver that vehicle in a safe manner. Carlisle agreed that someone who per, uh, perpetually uses a drug like marijuana is more likely to have the drug show up in a blood test, so he said field tests are one of the best ways to check if the drug is actually impairing the driver. Let's take a phone call here this morning. Caller, I appreciate you tuning in. You are on The Daily Show. What's up? Hey, KB, these attorneys, they love their uh, legal jargon, uh, don't <laughs> yes, they? They, yes, they? They love they to go back and forth in court. <laughs> yes. Um, so this, I've always viewed this a little differently than a lot of folks. You know, you can be impaired from a lot of different things, whether it's alcohol or prescription pills, marijuana, puffing paint. It doesn't matter um, what it is, really, because the officer, if the officer is reasonably skilled, can uh, conduct field sobriety tests, Mm -hmm. and those are divided attention tests roadside, which is your walking one leg stand, uh, you know, your eye test, all of those different things. And you, you take those different pieces of evidence and then you can, you know, use that along with a blood test, uh, or an alcohol test or whatever the case may be. And you get a totality of circumstances and that's what you use. So this, you know, to try to make the case that there is no, way to test the level of marijuana in someone's system. That may be something attorneys argue in court, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't mean that law enforcement can't still make an arrest, can't still do their job, right. uh, can't still assess the impairment. So I think people need to keep that in mind. Well, you know, and, and here's something interesting. I mean, you could even say that uh, uh, sleep might be something that uh, is is considered an impairment if you have worked all day, you're out late driving around, you have absolutely nothing in your system, but you're having a hard time staying awake behind the wheel, isn't that a form of impairment and not necessarily something that can get you arrested, but the officer might say, well, can you call someone to come get the vehicle, um, you know, uh, something along those lines. So uh, I guess there is a varying degree of uh, of, of of types of impairment. I mean, uh, you know, uh, certainly if you were supposed to be driving, let's say, with uh, with eyeglasses, you have prescription eyeglasses and you're supposed to be driving with those on and you get pulled over for some reason, maybe you're uh, swerving around a little bit, the officer suspects that there might be something involved, but after an investigation, uh, he realizes that you don't have your prescription eyeglasses on. Uh, I guess yeah. that could be considered a form of impairment as well. 
Yeah, I mean, they are. Um, those things kind of have their own uh, unique um, local ordinances or state statutes that kind of cover those aspects, right. uh, which is a little bit different than actually driving under the uh, impairment of a substance like alcohol or methamphetamine or prescription pills or, or something like that. So, I mean, you're right. You, you, you know, it can still give you problems, but that's really a different set of laws that kind of apply to that, so to speak. Um, you would have, I, I don't, I can't think of any DWI case that's ever been made where there wasn't some sort of, um, you know, drugs or alcohol or something, uh, involved, you know, just being tired. I don't think you're going to be able to make that case in court. You're going to have to use these other statutes that apply to those types of things, you know, careless and imprudent driving and things like that. So, uh, but I guess the, the overall point is, even if this law were to be passed, which I don't think it's go going to, but even if it were, I don't think that it's going to be the end of law enforcement as far as roadside impairment tests. I mean, they can still do their job. Sure. Really the point everyone needs to understand. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate your phone call. Good to hear from you this morning. Hey, buddy. All right. And I think he would know because I think he's probably been in that situation a little bit, uh, having to deal with someone who uh, may be under the influence of drugs or alcohol. So, again, it says before the uh, what happens when you get pulled over, before the officer decides to do a field test, they might look to see if the person ran a red light or is swerving, speeding, or driving recklessly. Uh, they will check to see if the car smells like marijuana or alcohol and then use that information to decide if there should be a sobriety test. Since officers cannot easily test for weed on the side of the road, the officer typically conducts three tests to confirm that the person is impaired. That person needs to fail two of them, uh, two of these three tests. And the tests include a horizontal gaze uh, where the officer looks to see if the driver's eye is doing any unnecessary jerking or moving. Then the officer will do a walk and turn test where the officer is looking to see if the person can successfully focus on more than one task at once. For example, a driver might be asked to walk in a straight line and count to 10. Lastly, the officer will request a one-leg stand to see if the person can keep their leg elevated while also counting or answering questions. This is to see if the person can focus on more than one thing at a time. Uh, this uh, particular officer, uh, Carlisle, added that, uh, or this might be the attorney, Carlisle added that these three tests are standard practice for police across the country. Uh, I've let plenty of people go who tested, but uh, I've, uh, I didn't have enough signs of impairment to charge them with DUI. So he is the officer, obviously. Uh, there are select police officers in the state who are specially trained as drug recognition experts and are given tools for screening for impairment, according to Watt. There are about eight of these trained officers in the KCPD. These officers are called to the scene if the patrolling officer still can't make an assessment, only if the person is impaired and what kind of drug they have taken. Once a drug recognition expert arrives at the scene... They will use a separate set of tests, including a finger and nose and a modified Romberg test. Once the expert makes a decision on what kind of drug the person is, uh, is impaired by, they will have to take the driver to get further testing to back up the assessment. Now, 
I have participated in um, these tests where they get a group of people, all different shapes and sizes, and they feed them alcohol. Uh, you have to sign, of course, a waiver. And then you go into a room, and I think this is more so for maybe some newer officers as far as training is concerned. And they uh, are there to perform the various tests and decide if the driver is impaired. And all of the tests that I've mentioned are tests that you go through in this uh, particular scenario where, as I said, they, they give you alcohol. They give you a certain amount of alcohol uh, over a specified amount of time. And then, of course, the test I did not too terribly long ago where uh, we were with uh, members of law enforcement and uh, had a doctor in the room where I was uh, drinking alcohol. Uh, I think I had a drink every 15 minutes. And then they determined the level of impairment. You blow into the breathalyzer and things along those lines. And they try to train these officers to learn just exactly what to look for. And if someone is trying to, um, I guess, dupe the officer. Now, I will tell you, uh, (laughs) as far as my drinking days are concerned, that uh, I was able to get through a lot of these tests without getting uh, into any uh, situation with the trainee because I was a bigger person and my body could absorb more alcohol and the my, my impairment level wasn't as great as some of these uh, folks uh, because I was a little larger at the time. And, uh, and I think sometimes, too, you develop, when you drink, and maybe you drink on a regular basis, you start to uh, develop... Uh, you know, kind of a a way to adapt to being under the influence of alcohol. You can still uh, relatively perform certain tasks without a whole lot of uh, problems or issues. And then maybe, you know, it, it wouldn't seem. But then I guess the true way to find out is to have the officer perform a breathalyzer test, and that would uh, definitely tell the tale. 8.58 is our time. Hey, real quick, before we get you up to the top of the hour, uh, some information to pass along here locally. A, a free community fish fry is coming up, and the community is invited to this uh, free community fish fry, 6 until 8 p.m. on Friday, October the 28th, at the Midwest Healing Center, located at 728 North Main Street in Lorry, Missouri. Dinner will include fried fish, baked beans, cornbread, dessert, a drink, and more. Bring a chair to sit around the bonfire with some new and old friends. If you'd like more information on this particular event, call Don Allen at 573-216-1871, And then um, we mentioned the upcoming blood drive. This Friday at the Kent Memorial Lutheran Church in their Fellowship Hall, 184 Sunset Hills Drive in Sunrise Beach. This Friday, October the 21st from 1 until 5.30. Uh, Kind of a nice, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a prize, but a reward for giving blood. Chiefs T-shirts for all donors while supplies last. And we know that the blood supply is always right around the critical level. So if you can get out and you can do it, 
Stop by the Kent Memorial Lutheran Church, and they also encourage you to call ahead and schedule an appointment at 417-227-5006 or go to cbco.org slash donate dash blood, cbco.org slash donate dash blood. It is time for us to uh, get into our top of the hour news break. Don't forget, we've got Chris Coulter coming up in the uh, 9 o'clock hour at about 9.40. It is straight up 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast, and thank you for tuning in to The Daily Show. We've got Nathan Bechtold from our media partners at lakeexpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider from Lake TV with a check of sports. And your old buddy KB just kind of hanging out here with you this morning on a beautiful Tuesday morning. A little on the chilly side, 32 degrees being reported in Osage Beach, 30 now in Camdenton. And thanks for tuning in to Key Radio. The Lake of the Ozarks only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Nathan Bechtold, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, October 18th. Two serious accidents involving local teenagers at the lake last weekend. A teen was killed Friday in a crash on Missouri Highway 135. 16-year-old Caleb Broderson's Honda Civic crossed the center of the road, collided head-on with a Ford F-350. Broderson was pronounced on the scene and transported to Scrivener Morrow Funeral Home. Broderson was a sophomore at the Morgan County R1 School District, and the district asked for prayers for the family in a public statement. A Rocky Mount teen was seriously hurt in the early hours of Saturday in a crash on Highway Z. 18-year-old Gavin Cadwallader was driving when the vehicle went off the side of the road. It hit a fence and utility pole before overturning several times in a field. A 16-year-old girl and 20-year-old Nicholas Doherty, both of Rocky Mount, had serious injuries. The girl was transported by MU Air to University Hospital. Cadwallader was arrested on potential charges of DWI and possession of a controlled substance. And the Missouri Department of Conservation wants to buy your tree seeds. The department is hoping to buy seeds from the public for a variety of species, including dogwood, redbud, hazelnut, and a variety of oaks, more than 30 species in all. The department says to call ahead to be sure there's still a need for the seed that you plan to bring in. More information about seed types and the price per pound at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider.
Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Baseball playoffs got rained out last night, so the Yankees in Cleveland will play their deciding game five today. Weather permitting, of course, the winner of that game will advance to the American League Championship Series against Houston. National League Championship Series gets underway today. Phillies and Padres, two upset teams. The Phillies knocked off the Braves, and the Padres beat the mighty Dodgers in the last round to advance, so they're getting closer to that World Series. Last night's Monday night game saw San Diego with a win over the Broncos. With that win, the Chargers now tied with the Chiefs for first place in the AFC West. Chiefs coming off that loss to the Bills on Sunday. Next week, it is on the road as uh, Kansas City will be busy in San Francisco with the 49ers. High school football, Camdenton goes for a perfect season on Friday night, regular season that is. Coming off that win over Lebanon, they are home to Glendale. You can see that game on Lake TV. Pre-game, the COMC pre-game show at 6.30, the kickoff at 7. Again, Camdenton home to Glendale Friday night on Lake TV. Osage goes for six wins in a row as uh, they'll be home to Versailles. Eldon will be at Boonville and, of course, Versailles, as we mentioned, at Osage. St. Louis Blues opened the season with a win last weekend. They will be on the road tomorrow to uh, play in Seattle. College football, Georgia still number one, Ohio State's two. Tennessee moves up to three after knocking off Alabama. Michigan's four, Clemson's five, Alabama now sitting at six. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can check him out every day on Lake TV, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local Lake Area shows. They're all greatness. And don't forget to watch Uncle Chris. Top of the hour almost every hour. He's got a lot of good stuff for you. That's Lake TV, and you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. You can also watch it free on Roku, on your Amazon Fire Stick, and streaming live all the time on your computer at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio.
You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. Hey, welcome back. It is 9.08, and you are listening to The Daily Show right here on Key Radio. As we are broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors, Chris Coulter joins me at 9.40 this morning to talk about the upcoming fall festival event. Lots going on around the uh, area. We talked about some of the fun stuff. Of course, with Halloween, you're going to have all kinds of events going on. We've got uh, another one that we want to tell you about. 33 degrees now in Osage Beach, 32 in Camdenton. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And stay warm. The freeze warning remains in effect until about 10 o'clock this morning. Like I said, if you didn't get to it uh, last night or over the weekend, there may be a little damage to that plant or plants that you left outside. I forgot all about it. I didn't know. I wasn't aware. Well, if you tune into The Daily Show, we try to keep you up on things like that. 48, the high today, a low tonight of 23, clear through the period. Plenty of sunshine today, 23, your low with a clear sky. Then sunny and 53 tomorrow, 35 the low tomorrow night, 71 in sunshine on Thursday with a low 42. Sunny and 81 on Friday, a low 54, then mostly sunny Saturday, a high of 81, partly cloudy, and 81 on Sunday. Overnight lows on Saturday and Sunday, right around 60 degrees both nights and into the wee hours. Maybe some rain to start the new week on Monday, looking for showers in the afternoon and evening, about a 50-50 shot, pushing a little closer to 60% now on Tuesday for some showers. 73 the high on Monday, 66 the high next Tuesday. 910 is our time. Phone lines open this morning at 573-633-5395. I saw some, some folks pop up. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, David. And Howard Dallas Jameson. Howard and I went to high school together. And, Howard, it is good to know that you are listening, my friend. It's been a long, long time. Howard uh, was doing radio in St. Louis. I guess he's still doing radio in St. Louis. And we were talking about a mutual friend uh, that's going to be putting a program on key radio. Eric Weathersby, Howard, uh, if you see him, 
send him my best. But uh, all in all, a lot coming up as we get. You know, there's really never a break anymore at the Lake of the Ozarks in terms of events. We have pretty much, they, they used to talk about the shoulder season at the Lake of the Ozarks. I don't really think there's, those shoulders are really, really small. Small shoulders. <laughs> Thanks to all of you tuning in this morning. Whether you're on 89.3, whether you're on keyradio.live, whether you're using the free phone apps for Android and iPhone, whether you're tuning in and watching me in the studio here on the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live cam. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, if you're taking some time to join us again, thank you so very, very much. I guess we could probably give you a little bit of an update on what's happening at Bagnell Dam. That's uh, what's interesting about living here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Certainly, with the lake level uh, steady from last hour at 656.82, river level at 551.57, and the surface water temperature, it is 68 degrees. 68 degrees. Debbie, you make an interesting point about uh, the fight to give up alcohol. Sometimes it can be a very, very, very tough fight. But I will say that uh, being sober now for a little over three months has really made a difference in my life. Certainly in the clothes that I wear. You know, um, got these shorts on this morning. I thought I was going to have to get a uh, a couple of extension cords and hold my drawers up. No, those are my britches. I'm sorry. Drawers being your underwear, your britches being your pants. <laughs> but it's nice to have the extra room, and it certainly does contribute uh, quite a bit to your overall health. Now, if I could just uh, curb the smoking, and everything would be great. Yes, I still smoke. Not as much as I used to. And I'm trying to wean myself off of cigarettes and that is uh, that is coming along nicely, where I would smoke maybe close to a half a pack a day. I'm down more to uh, maybe about three or four cigarettes a day as I try to get rid of that particular habit as well. So there is uh, one other event that we want to mention, the uh, Kent Memorial Lutheran Church hosting uh, their annual trunk or treat Halloween event. Everyone is welcome to come join in the fun. Great treats for all, Monday, October 31st, starting at 5, running until 7, located in the church parking lot at 184 Sunset Hills Drive in Sunrise Beach. For additional information, call the church at 573-374-5267. Again, that is on Halloween night, Monday, October 31st, 5 until 7, at the Kent Memorial Lutheran Church. Those trunk or treat events have become really popular. I think it's a great place because you can take your kids one place. Well, hopefully you can take them one place and get all kinds of uh, goodies and then take them home. So after living in Camdenton, I lived. I used to live over on Panoramic in Camdenton. And the first year we lived there, uh, I guess a lot of our neighbors told us that it would be extremely busy in the neighborhood, and it was. So much so that we didn't have enough Halloween candy, and I had to run to the store and get some more, which uh, trying to fight the traffic, driving up and down panoramic and uh, surrounding streets in that particular area was, uh, was quite the task. 
But hey, that's okay. We pulled it off. And then we learned after our first year living on Panoramic that we needed to make sure that we had enough Halloween candy so we didn't. And and what was neat there was, a, and, and I don't know if they still do this or not, but there were some people that actually uh, brought a trailer and they put the kids on the back of the trailer and they drove very slowly down the street. They would let the kids jump off the trailer and the kids would go to a certain amount of houses while the trailer moved up and then they jumped back on the trailer. But, uh, you know, invention or necessity is the mother of invention, right? So. <laughs> Every little thing, every little situation causes people to think about, well, when we do this next year, this is how we're going to do it. And I think a lot of people are uh, really successful with their ventures. So talking a little bit uh, this morning about this uh, Missouri employee, Missouri State employee accused of stealing public money for friends and relatives. Uh, a Missouri State employee has uh, been charged with three federal felony charges after being accused of sending unearned unemployment benefits to friends, relatives, and others. Remember the lady we talked about a, a while back? I think she was like, I don't know, uh, like 80 years old or something like that, and she was uh, uh, being taken to task by the state because she received, I don't know how much, in unemployment benefits, and the state said she didn't deserve it, and they wanted the money back. Well... Vicki Hefner of Jefferson City began working with the Missouri Department of Labor and Industrial Relations in 2009. She worked in the Division of Employment Security as a benefit program specialist. The 63-year-old helped people file their claims over the phone and adjudicated issues people were having with unemployment claims at her home and office in St. Louis. Now, according to the press release from July to December 2020, Hefner logged into accounts of friends, relatives, and associates to change their status. She used her credentials in ways that either made them eligible for unemployment benefits or increased their benefits, according to the indictment. And this is from KSDK-TV out of St. Louis. Um, Hefner sent about $140,500 to friends, relatives, and others during that time, according to the press release. Uh, I guess it was uh, good to have her as a friend. She triggered payments to people who were still working, and her friends and relatives paid her kickbacks, according to the indictment. On September 28th, she was charged with three counts of theft of public money by a federal grand jury. Hefner pleaded not guilty to the charges last week. She faces up to 10 years in prison per charge, a $250,000 fine, or both if convicted. Hefner will also be ordered to repay the money if convicted. There is no set court date as of right now for Hefner. So I wonder what possessed her to do that. Do you think it was because she had the access, she had the ability? Maybe it started out as her wanting to help somebody who said, well, I just don't feel as though I received the benefits that I was entitled to. Could you help me? Would you help me? I'll tell you what, you help me and I'll give you some of that money when I get it. But then it kind of got out of control, apparently. So you you have to wonder just a little bit what possessed her to use her position to 
do something like that. And you always, I guess, have to wonder to some degree what makes people do what they do, especially if it's something illegal. Five seven three six three three fifty three ninety five. But uh, again, she is going to either do some time, pay a fine, or both. And she will be expected to pay back the money that she gave to relatives and friends. So a story here from uh, Markets Insider that Biden is set to release 14 million barrels of oil from U.S. emergency reserves to keep a lid on gas prices, a report says. Now, when you think about it, 14 million barrels isn't really a whole lot. Considering what most states use in a day, 14 million barrels isn't really a whole lot. But the Biden administration is set to release more oil from the U.S. Emergency Reserve. Uh, Reuters reported it is expected to announce the sale of 14 million barrels this week, the last of the massive SPR drawdown. Biden wants to cool rising gas prices ahead of midterm elections in November, sources told Reuters. And I think a lot of people uh, pretty much saw that. Uh, The Biden administration is set to release 14 million barrels of oil from U.S. reserves in an effort to cool rising gasoline prices ahead of the midterm elections in November. The announcement of the drawdown from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is expected this week. The report uh, Monday said, citing people familiar with the matter. It would mark the last release from the Biden administration plan to draw down 180 million barrels from the SBR announced earlier this year the administration has a small window of midterms, ahead of midterms rather, to try to lower fuel prices or at least demonstrate that they are trying. The White House did not immediately respond to insiders' request for comment. With the midterm elections in focus, President Joe Biden has been keen to lower prices at the pump for American drivers. His administration has considered a ban on exports of U.S. gas, and Biden himself has called on gas station operators to immediately cut prices. Gas prices spiked above $5 a gallon in June as Western sanctions against Russia squeezed crude oil supplies. They dropped to $3.87 a gallon Tuesday, according to data from the AAA. Now, of course, gas prices in this area somewhere in the neighborhood of about three dollars and forty cents to three dollars forty five forty six forty seven cents a gallon. The price of gas has been lower in recent days after starting to rise for the first time in ninety nine days last month. The uh, reversal of a steady decline came after the Biden administration began releasing the record amount of crude oil from the SPR the OPEC A decision to slash production quotas has prompted speculation about whether the White House would respond with more drawdowns to replace some of the missing supply. Some investors worry the U.S. could flood the market with another 100 million barrels. But the SPR is meant to supply oil emergencies, or oil in emergencies, rather than being used to ease pressure on prices, energy aspects, uh, Amrita Sen told CNBC the SPR is now absolutely being used to keep prices lower, even though that's not what it's meant to be used for. Oil prices fell early Tuesday but recovered somewhat to trade around the flat line. Brent crude uh, futures were at $91.80 a barrel, while WTI crude futures traded at $85.56 a barrel. 
So this news being released, will it change the way people vote in the midterm? Uh, the, the general election coming up on November the 8th is, what, about three weeks away? So this type of, uh, of a plan where they use money and are they use uh, the, the oil, rather, from the SPR to lower the price of gas. And it's not something that I think happens immediately. There's a, a bit of a trickle down. It has to happen. You have to release the oil and then uh, it has to get into the system and uh, then eventually the gas prices will lower uh, or they hope that they will lower anyway. And what do you... Joe Biden has uh, has called on gas station operators to immediately cut prices. Well, what if they can't cut prices? What do you do then? What's the solution? Well, he wants us to, to, to cut prices. He wants us to reduce gas prices. What do you mean, like just do it? Can they afford to do it? And then, you know, when you do something like this and then the prices go right back up here not too terribly long after the election, I think most people will be able to determine uh, what happened. And I wonder how many people are paying attention to this in the first place. How many people will actually say, okay, yes, the squeeze on supply started January 20th of 2021. Russia invaded Ukraine in 2022. Thank you, sir. David, another former high school chum. But you, you really kind of have to wonder what is, what else is lined up, what else is going to come our way before the midterms. Now, of course, there was the student loan buyout. And Biden was talking about this website that you go to. You don't have to have a password. Nothing special is necessary in order for these people to get on and uh, try and get some relief as far as their student loans. And now we're talking about gas prices. Will people even notice gas prices? Because when they go to the store to grocery shop or buy anything, will they notice that uh, there is a difference uh, it might help the prices come down to some degree if the trucks that are transporting the goods to market don't uh, have to pay as much. And, and, and I don't know if it will really affect diesel prices a whole lot or not. But the – and normally, I guess, the thought process here is what um, – we try to do as much as we can prior to a midterm election because traditionally, depending on who is in office as far as the president of the United States, it seems like uh, during the midterms there's a flip. So if you have a Democrat in office, uh, do the Republicans benefit from the midterms? A lot of people are saying that, yes, uh, there could possibly be a Republican-controlled House and maybe even a Republican-controlled Senate. And which one is more likely to uh, see the big change? 
Will it be the House or will it be the Senate? Now, I think the House, from what I've been able to pick up from listening to various uh, talking heads discuss this very issue, is that the House will fall into Republican control. But what about the Senate? Do you think it's going to be as easy? Because we do have a Senate race going on here, a U.S. Senate race in the state of Missouri. Trudy Bush-Valentine, Eric Schmidt. Trudy is the Democrat candidate, and Schmidt is the Republican candidate. And as you know, we've actually talked to Eric Schmidt on this particular program. Uh, We requested a conversation with Trudy Bush Valentine, but uh, her her folks did not uh, return our request for an interview or even really return our request, period. However... How do you see all of this playing out? Is, is, is there more to come in the next three weeks? Are they going to try to grease the wheel, so to speak, in order to give Democrats uh, more of an opportunity at the polls to be successful? Or is this something that uh, you see as uh, people are fed up, regardless of what happens, they are going to stick with the candidate that they plan on voting for, and maybe uh, we will see the House and the Senate go Republican in the U.S. Congress. 928 is our time. Chris Coulter is going to join me here shortly. We're going to talk Fall Festival, find out what's going on over there at uh, Nick's True Value Hardware, the new hardware store that uh, opened up here recently in the Osage Beach area, right off of Highway 54 at KK. As you get off of Highway 54, if you are traveling east, you make the left turn like you're going down to the parkway. If you are traveling west, you make the left turn, again, like you're going down to the parkway. But uh, you'll see it on the right-hand side of the road. Or I guess if you're coming off the parkway and headed to Highway 54, you'll see it on the left-hand side of the road. As I said... We stopped in there not too terribly long ago looking for uh, some merchandise, and we were pleasantly surprised with what we found. We had a uh, nice group of folks helping us out, and that is what you will find. Kind of that uh, hometown hardware store feel. Yes, indeed. 929 with 48 degrees as, uh, as the expected high today, but we will have plenty of sunshine, so... Uh, Maybe you don't want to stand in the shade. You want to get out in the sun. And then clear tonight, a low of 23 degrees. Freeze warning in effect for about another 30 minutes. And I guess it will more than likely go back into effect tonight, midnight till at least maybe 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. As we are expecting an overnight low of around 23 degrees. Uh, 53 the high tomorrow, 71 on Thursday, 81 on Friday, 81 on Saturday, 81 the expected high on Sunday as well. So we'll get right back into the low 80s as we head into the weekend. Let's take a break and get in our final bit of information for you this morning from our media partners. They include LakeExpo.com. Nathan Bechtold filling in for Stacey Johnson. Chris Schneider with Lake TV. Yes, a a good group of media partners helping us get the word out about news, local information, and sports. 
and a lot of uh, great things happening in our community, and you'll hear all about it right here on 89.3 The Key and The Daily Show. I'm Nathan Bechtold, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, October 18th. Two serious accidents involving local teenagers at the lake last weekend. A teen was killed Friday in a crash on Missouri Highway 135. 16-year-old Caleb Broderson's Honda Civic crossed the center of the road, collided head-on with a Ford F-350. Broderson was pronounced on the scene and transported to Scrivener Morrow Funeral Home. Broderson was a sophomore at the Morgan County R1 School District, and the district asked for prayers for the family in a public statement. A Rocky Mount teen was seriously hurt in the early hours of Saturday in a crash on Highway Z. 18-year-old Gavin Cadwallader was driving when the vehicle went off the side of the road. It hit a fence and utility pole before overturning several times in a field. A 16-year-old girl and 20-year-old Nicholas Doherty, both of Rocky Mount, had serious injuries. The girl was transported by MU Air to University Hospital. Cadwallader was arrested on potential charges of DWI and possession of a controlled substance. And the Missouri Department of Conservation wants to buy your tree seeds. The department is hoping to buy seeds from the public for a variety of species, including dogwood, redbud, hazelnut, and a variety of oaks, more than 30 species in all. The department says to call ahead to be sure there's still a need for the seed that you plan to bring in. More information about seed types and the price per pound at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Baseball playoffs got rained out last night, so the Yankees in Cleveland will play their deciding game five today. Weather permitting, of course, the winner of that game will advance to the American League Championship Series against Houston. National League Championship Series gets underway today. Phillies and Padres. Two upset teams. The Phillies knocked off the Braves, and the Padres beat the mighty Dodgers in the last round to advance. So they're getting closer to that World Series. Last night's Monday night game saw San Diego with a win over the Broncos. With that win, the Chargers now tied with the Chiefs for first place in the AFC West. Chiefs coming off that loss to the Bills on Sunday. Next week, it is on the road as Kansas City will be busy in San Francisco with the 49ers. High school football, Camdenton goes for a perfect season on Friday night, regular season that is.
coming off that win over Lebanon. They are home to Glendale. You can see that game on Lake TV. Pre-game, the COMC pre-game show at 6.30, the kickoff at 7. Again, Camdenton home to Glendale Friday night on Lake TV. Osage goes for six wins in a row as uh, they'll be home to Versailles. Eldon will be at Boonville and, of course, Versailles, as we mentioned, at Osage. St. Louis Blues opened the season with a win last weekend. They will be on the road tomorrow to uh, play in Seattle. College football, Georgia still number one, Ohio State's two. Tennessee moves up to three after knocking off Alabama. Michigan's four, Clemson's five, Alabama now sitting at six. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can check him out every day on Lake TV, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local Lake Area shows. They're all greatness. And don't forget to watch Uncle Chris. Top of the hour almost every hour. He's got a lot of good stuff for you. That's Lake TV, and you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. You can also watch it free on Roku, on your Amazon Fire Stick, and streaming live all the time on your computer at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. This is Happy Headlines. I'm the host, David Beach, bringing you heartwarming stories and good news to help you through your day, even in odd, bizarre times like these. Here's today's story. He's eight months old. He ran a marathon and helped donate thousands of books to kids. Okay, so it took two and a half weeks to finish the marathon, but he's only eight months old. His stride isn't very long, and he couldn't run alone. He had to run with his family several times a day. It was all done for the London Children's Book Project and the At the Bus Art Charity. Both organizations are putting together bundles of books and creative resources that will be handed out to thousands of young people in the Oxfordshire area. The Wood family walked several miles every day. The Woods family knew that children in disadvantaged areas are being badly hit by the pandemic and they can't go to school and haven't got devices to learn online. They need to get these bundles to kids who wouldn't otherwise be able to access books. So they walked. Jim and Arabella Wood and Bandit. Bandit is the eight-month-old, and he's a ferret. Their effort began on what should have been the day of the London Marathon as part of the 2.6 Challenge for UK citizens to run 2.6 miles for charity. But when Bandit showed no signs of tiring, the family decided to go the full 26.2 miles. His Just Giving crowdfunding campaign managed to raise roughly $2,700, which is expected to help distribute more than 12,000 books to low-income homes. It's good to be doing something to help, which also makes people smile, Jim said, and apparently is slightly concerned that Bandit will think that this is the new normal and they'll have to do this every day. Even ferrets doing their part. We're all in this together. That is a happy headline. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, you can check us out on Facebook, too. Search for Happy Headlines with David Beach, and you can find out about stories that we couldn't fit onto this podcast. And you can also be in touch. I'd love to hear from you. I'm David Beach. I'm the host. This is Happy Headlines. Stay happy, stay healthy, and find a way to make someone's day. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show 
Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Right back here at 939. Thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with us. Hope to uh, talk with Chris Coulter here shortly. Find out a little bit more about this uh, fall festival event they've got coming up on Saturday. I can tell you about it, but I'd really rather talk to Chris about it. 34 degrees now in Osage Beach. Camdenton uh, reporting 34 degrees as well. 48 the high today, 23 the low tonight, and possibly that freeze warning. While we're waiting to see if uh, Chris is going to join us, let's head to the phones and uh, entertain the thoughts of one of our great listeners, a caller who is calling in. Caller, good morning to you. What's up? Hang on just a second, caller. Let me try something here. See if we can't get you in there. How about now, caller? Go ahead. Reason. There you go. Oh, there we are. Hi there. Um, hey, earlier uh, you all were talking about impaired driving in the last hour. Um, and I just want to say, you know, they've obviously expanded what that definition means uh, for, for the purposes of DUI, DWI, but... Um, just from my own experience, I mean, alcohol absolutely makes sense. Uh, you're, you know, you drink enough and you can get just dizzy, blurred vision, things like that. Um, and, and, you know, we've all seen where somebody's all over the road, swerving left, right, just all over the place. I don't, I don't know as if I've ever seen that with people smoking pot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just, I don't know. It's not the same effect on somebody. Uh, now, should they be doing it and driving? No, probably not. But I don't think it has that same, like, drunk goggles effect as alcohol. And, and certainly not not to that degree. Um, I mean, you know, when I was in high school, that's pretty much what the stoners did. They drove around. Uh, in the country and smoked the pot because they couldn't do it at home because their parents would catch them. They couldn't do it out in public. <laughs> right. Please. Right. So they just went and drove around and gravel road crews and smoked the pot. And I don't ever remember hearing of any of them getting in wrecks um, or causing them. Uh, because, again, it's not the same. It's a totally different thing. It's It's not an incapacitation to where you're unable to stay on a straight line. That's why I don't think the walk test, you don't ever see anybody smoke a pot and all of a sudden they can't stand up or they fall over or lose their balance or anything like that. That's why I think the, you know, walk a straight line test will never work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now if they eat an edible, totally different deal there. They're probably going to fail because that's a little, that's, that's more like being drunk. I think I've heard. Um, but, <laughs> and then also, you know, there's a, there's a lot to be said um, about um, the way some of these DWI things go down anyways. Uh, there's, a, there's an attorney out of St. Louis named Travis Noble. And uh, from what I understand, people get a DWI and call that guy, and it's like they never got a DWI. Hmm. Uh, he pretty much wins every DWI. He's the DWI king. Uh, in fact, that sheriff in Callaway County that just got a DWI, I don't know if you saw that, he hired Travis Noble, and everybody says he's going to get off because of that. 
Mm. But anyways, uh, that's all. I was just, just kind of chiming in on that and that I know a lot of people are, are using that as kind of a fear tactic for marijuana, that there's going to be a bunch of people stone driving. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, I mean, I don't know as if it'll increase it. I'm sure there already is quite a few that do it. I was just going to say, uh, uh, you, you you make an interesting point, but uh, if people are smoking marijuana and uh, driving, they've probably been doing it for quite some time. And, uh, you know, I, I like I said, I think sometimes you build up a tolerance to certain things, and then you learn how to adapt. Uh, unfortunately, if you're under the influence of alcohol, if you're under the influence of drugs and you're behind the wheel of a vehicle, I'm sure there are certain drugs that uh, probably don't work as well as others when it comes to that. Say, for example, uh, methamphetamine. I would say you're probably uh, a lot more paranoid maybe driving or uh, the fact of the matter is is that uh, your, uh, your reaction time, uh, you overreact, I guess, maybe in certain situations, but I don't know for certain because I've never taken meth, so... Um, right. Yeah. yeah okay. You know, it's it, not, yeah. Proud of that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty proud to be able to say that. Yeah. So I appreciate your phone call this morning. Come on in. Yes. Come on in and, um, let him come on in here and get situated. But caller, I appreciate your phone call this morning and thank you very much Have for day, listening. Kid. You do the same. You do the same. There he is folks. Our good buddy, Chris Coulter, grab a seat over there, sir. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. How you been? You doing all right? I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you. It's been a long time since we've hung out together. Yeah, it yeah. sure has. You're looking so good, so svelte, man. You just <laughs> <laughs> you look great, dude. I appreciate that. Uh, how are things over there at uh, Nick's True Value Hardware? You know, it's it's been we opened uh, June twenty no yeah, June twenty seventh, and right. the, the community has just loved to have this over here on this side. Um, not versus that side, but over here, you know, we serve Y Road to Camdenton to KK and everything over here on the side of Grand Clays Bridge. It's just so nice and convenient. Yeah, you're doing a, you're doing something house, you, and like me, I'll start in something. Oh, I forgot this. I forgot this. So I'm running back and forth three or four times to, to the to the exactly. hardware store, and and for so many people, it's like that. And, and we have contractors that do a lot of business with the same thing. It just saves them so much time, and it's just convenient. You come right in. The parking's right there. You walk in, we have a great staff that they're going to help you find what you need at Nick's True Value Hardware. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been in there a couple of times, and, and uh, that same scenario applies. I'll go, and I'll get something, and I'll get home and realize, well, I forgot something else. Hop in the car, turn around, zip right down there. And you've got so many people in there that are really friendly, very helpful people. And uh, that's, I think, uh, again, you, you, you got to have that knowledgeable uh, staff so when somebody walks in confused, they've got that uh, deer-in-the-headlights look on their face. Uh, one of your staff members approaches them and says, okay, calm down, pass yeah. me on the back. It's going to be okay. Breathe, count yeah. to 10, and and we'll help you out, and you'll get exactly what you need. That was one of the things we heard, I heard just throughout the community pre-opening. Everyone missed Ezzard's when they closed over here on this side again that was one thing then they lost their grocery store and they were kind of felt abandoned mm-hmm. and then we came back and one of the things we heard again and again from the folks is that we they really like the service they got yeah. as much as anything and so we you know we we've, we selected our people we were lucky we worked hard and everyone that's there takes a lot of ownership and there's a wide variety of knowledge from 
painting to plumbing to electrical to whatever. So if one of us can't figure it out, we, we all think we talk, we have one brain, we get together and get our one brain together and we figure out, help figure out problems for our customers. Huddle up like a football team, we'll figure it out and come out with the right play and then go help the customer and it's like scoring a touchdown every time. Every time, every time. And, and again, it's just the, the fun, one of the best parts is just seeing that customer that comes in for the first time and they just look around like, wow. Yeah. This is a cool store. You have everything, you know. So, you know, we look at ourselves not a hardware store. We're more of a general store. We have a little bit of everything. So, yeah. again, we're on this little island over here, and we want our customers to have the convenience to, gr- to grab and grow a couple grocery items, a pizza to, you know, a bottle of bi- wine to some case of beer to whatever you need and having great this great selection of of hardware that's right there. It's right convenient. The parking's easy. It's easy in and out. Take care of your project first before you get into the water. <laughs> I've done that. I've made that mistake before, and somehow <laughs> that never turns out really well. So we've, we've, we're more disciplined now. We wait till it's done, and then we crack that bottle of wine. You went and got a door knocker, and then you realized after you put it in, it's upside down. Well, ours is more of a barn door project that took, <laughs> took us most of the day. Got distracted here, there, so... Ended up having to re-level it, uh, but it all worked out. It still looks really nice in our home. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you're doing well. Things are going well at uh, Nick's True Value Hardware, and you got this fall festival event coming up on uh, October the 22nd. That's a Saturday. It's Saturday. You know, just started thinking, uh, this is a great community event, again, for our, you know, help services side of the lake. There's a lot going on that day uh, on the 22nd around the community. And, you know, when I was at Deerberg's, this is, we would do a scare festival. It replicates what we're doing here. Have, we'll have the Osage Beach Police Department there. We'll have the uh, fire department will be there. Uh, the YMC is going to participate. They're going to have a ring toss game. They're going to be there actively participating. So it's a great community event. It's a great opportunity for kids to see and meet the people that help serve our community, our, our, our firefighters, our policemen that do such a, you know, we just have a great group mm-hmm. that help keep our community safe and protected. So the kids can be there, climb around on the fire truck, walk through the store. There'll be treats uh, provided by the merchants that are in that facility between Edward Jones to Lowe's Nutrition. Um, we have the O'Donnell Law Firm, Five Star Fitness, Paint Box Cafe, Edward Jones. They're all going to be there passing out treats along with the police and fire department. We will also be doing hay rides, KB, you know, down Palisade. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a, a nice our truck hooked up to a little trailer, throw the kids on there, and we'll take a nice slow ride down Palisades through Central Bank and come back through, you know, the parking lot. And it's going to be, you know, a nice little, nice little treat. Like, Outstanding! What a uh, what a fun day for folks. And then, of course, if you need something uh, to take care of a project, you're right there. It's right there. And, and, and again, it's just so convenient, great selection. And, again, it's just going to be a great opportunity to be that community hardware, community general store that, you know, that we desperately need. So we, yeah. we want to be that foundation in the community. Well, I think what's really cool is the fact that uh, you, you kind of uh, you took us for the ride from uh, the groundbreaking to when they laid the foundation, to when they were building the building, and uh, you were searching for employees, and you finally opened your doors. I, I know there was a lot more to it than that, but the cool thing was is, is we got to see that whole process, and you really don't get to see uh, a whole lot of that. And so, essentially, you just uh, you, you, you got to watch this great business develop right before your eyes. Yeah, it was it was a fun thing to do. I mean, I, um, I kind of had an idea what I was getting into, 
it was really just seeing that walking out on that concrete pad for the first time and looking around like man this this doesn't really look that big <laughs> and little by little as the, as the walls went up and everything we started building the shelves and true value crew started coming and setting up and it all came together and like oh my gosh this is yeah. incredible yeah and uh yeah a friend of mine ron swice he's a local realtor has a drone and he would go out there about once a week for me and he would film the different steps you know how it was going with construction and all that so we have that great history like you said we we're able to share that with the community they, they were the community was so excited to see it coming so we built we built the anticipation then once we opened we fully delivered on what we promised so you know i didn't realize you were a hardware guy i mean i i remember seeing you over at deerberg's when you were the assistant manager over there and all the great things that you were doing and uh, for folks who don't know chris coulter is he's like um uh, he's like a dynamo, man. This guy just gets uh, all wound up and, and uh, gets uh, behind something and supports the daylights out of it. And I know that you've always been a great supporter of the community. You're involved in various organizations here. And so uh, he, he kind of took that uh, uh, that pomp and circumstance that you had at Deerberg's and moved it over to Nick's. And I, I thought when you said you were leaving, I thought, well, maybe you know, he's retiring. Maybe he just wants to kick back with his wife and kick, you know, enjoy life at the Lake of the Ozarks. But uh, you're pretty much nonstop, dude. It, it's fun. I, I, I do like being busy. And it's been since we, I've moved here uh, full time in 2012. And mm-hmm. I started, I joined Rotary then. And Rotary, I've been a Rotarian since 1994. And that allowed me to kind of get ingrained in, in, into the community and, and, and through Deerbergs and, and getting behind that and supporting Deerbergs and the different things that we did there. And it's just building relationships to to everyone throughout the community. It's just it's it's made it easy, and not easy, but it, it's better. You know, when you've known people, you built relationships, and people are behind you. They want to see you succeed. Yeah. And I want to do that. When the same thing when we're doing this event, everyone that's within this organ that's in that shopping center, I want to see them succeed. It's been a quiet little place, and I think we all are going to succeed together. It's a nice spot. It's a great little convenient place right off the highway. So. I appreciate that, KB. I, I'm excited about this. And again, I, I you know, I'm a do do DIYer. I do a lot of stuff at home. I grew up um, helping my dad in roofing and construction. Um, got away from did some different things, but I, what I don't know, what I do know is I needed to hire good people. Yeah. To help complement me, I'm I'm good at getting people excited and good bringing at bringing teams together, and bringing to get the community together. And I hired good people to help support what maybe are not my strengths, but we're, we've got a good core group of people there that can help you out so uh, a lot of the people that are going to be there at the fall festival are actually people that are in that shopping center right there next to your uh, next to your hardware store. right there all there you know starting with true um, with the central bank to five-star fitness right down the road to edward jones american family uh paint box cafe is a really cool spot it's hidden back there dale mitchell the owner has been plugging away he actually worked for me when we opened deerberg's and he went and started his dream and opened his restaurant. And mm-hmm. Deidre O'Donnell has a law firm there. All right there. They're all great, great um, members of a community. They have great, great little family businesses right there. And we, they're all going to be there supporting um, our fall festival there. So you've got the, it's the Paint Box Cafe, huh? Yeah. What kind of food do they serve? They have a little, maybe a little sandwich. There may be, maybe like breakfast, lunch, uh-huh. sandwiches. Right. Uh, great little place. A lot of ladies go there for lunch. But he makes tremendous baked goods. He's going to provide i think he's baking a hundred little mini cookies to give out at the Upstate. event yeah. yeah so dale does a great job that's again great little lunch place great sandwiches paninis salads 
So yeah, it's a cool little spot back there. Way to unite the uh, the folks that you're you're working with again. I mean, you see the potential and and obviously, uh, you know, the need to get these uh, folks out there in front of people so you have a fall festival. And it, 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 it's just, like I said, it's just how you roll, man. That's just that's just how you are, getting everybody involved and, and making it a big event. Yeah, it's fun that way. I mean, and again, it's a, it's a shared experience. Um, we, I want to see Lowe's Nutrition. I, I drive by their business every day, and those guys are, again, they're a small business owner. They're, they're there every day, you know, doing what they can do. I, we pass out their... Uh, their cards at at our checkouts because mm-hmm. again we want them to succeed. We want all all those merchants in there because it's a great little spot, it's a great location. Um, I think one one succeeds, we all succeed. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh uh, you know, a great opportunity for folks to come out. And it's going to be from 1 until 4 this Saturday, October the 22nd. And the uh, the main spot is obviously Nick's True Value Hardware with all these other businesses and a lot of fun events going on. And is is when you talk about Nick's True Value Hardware, is there something that you kind of feel? And, and I know the community, you know, it, it, that, that small-town hardware store feel. But are there certain things that you guys kind of specialize in? I know you mentioned working with content contractors and and helping out individuals but is is there something that you feel that you really specialize in that maybe somebody else isn't doing we said we're well or you know there's other hardware stores locally but we're very easy to shop everything's merchandised and marked really well so but one of the things that sets apart us apart is our hardware selection you walk in and we have what hillman hardware so we have you can buy in nuts and bolts from galvanized to, to stainless steel, the chrome, you know, self-tapping screws, the wood screws, all that. And you can buy one or you can buy a hundred. And it's really easily laid out, easily marked. And you got people in there will walk through there with little different gadgets that are along with that. That's unique. And that's what makes us one of the things that really set us, sets us apart. And we see people come in every day and just really are fascinated by that. And our paint department, we have great quality paint. Our Easy Carolina paint is um, the, the folks that make it are actually True Value makes it. And they, they produce paint for many other different manufacturers and companies. And it's a really good line of paint. We've had good feedback from everybody came in when we did our grand opening to buy one, get one free paint. People came back and it's like, well, I haven't tried your paint before, but, you know. People are really loyal to brands. They came in, they liked it, and um, we've had good feedback on our paint. Well, and, and, and I think you made a very good point. When Ezards closed their doors, that was tough for a lot of people because they kind of felt like, uh, well, you know, we had a nice little hardware store over here, and, and now we don't have one anymore. So, obviously, the need of the community was there, and you folks are filling that need, and that's very important. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, and we're, we're, we benefit from a really, really good location. And, unfortunately, little by little, as things change on this side and traffic flows change with Ezzard's losing woods in there, that was one less reason. And I know that, from what I heard, their owner was um, started to uh, have some health issues and just things like that made it tougher and tougher to stay open. And, and the, you know, with the labor market the way it is, prices, everything, cost factors, um, it just, uh, I think at some point, um, and unfortunately the community still comes in and they, they think that we're still, we're part of Ezzard's, we're still, still an ace, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we're true value. Whatever they think we are, we're just happy to be here, happy to serve them. And, and again, the big two, big thing too, I think that sets us apart, KB, is that when people come in, that we'll have something. There'll be something that we don't have. We have a lost sales list, and we'll write that down. So we start looking at, okay, does this make sense? Mm-hmm. We'll bring it in, 
and we'll put it on the shelf, you know. Or And we certainly do special orders for things that ah, we don't want to stock that, but if we can get it, we'll bring it in for you. So yeah. we try to be reactive to the community. We look at ourselves different than a true value in Kansas City. You know, there's very few that have on their, like their billboard signs that Marine. So we serve this Marine, the Marine community and the needs of Marine and docks and stuff like that. So. Well, and, and that's important because you kind of have to look at where you are and what's going on in your area and stock the supplies necessary to help those people out. But I think one of the things uh, sometimes people go into a big box and they're a little overwhelmed by the size of the store and trying to find things, whereas you walk through the door at Nick's True Value and then you uh, you got people right there immediately as you come in so you can automatically walk up to someone and say, I'm looking for this or that or, or what have you, and they can uh, take you right to it. Well, going back to your previous question, what sets us apart, and, and again, I talked about hardware, I talked about the paint plumbing but thing again we sets us apart are our people yeah you know the, the people the efficiency the convenience and just having p- someone help you navigate that store for the first time and help you find that one thing that you're looking for and again if we don't have it we'll see if we can get it fall festival this saturday nick's true value hardware october the 22nd from one until four Fire department, police department, a lot of great businesses and a lot of cool folks that are going to be there to uh, to help you out. And, Chris, it's always great to see you, my friend. Thank you for the uh, the goodies as well. We'll share those with everybody here at SRG Financial Advisors. Ike Skelton on the program tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour. Professor Jim Paisley talking about the renaming of military bases in the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, I hope uh, certainly that you will join us right here on 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri.